Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe's directly across me. He's a good conservative mayor of Shemokin Dam. He's on Pima's Volcanic Response Committee. So far, he hasn't had too much uh, work to do with that. But you just, as as they say at Pima, you just never know. So we appreciate that. I love how you make stuff up. But go ahead. Have fun. <laughs> hey, it's uh, news media. This is what we do. That's I right. work for Fox News. You're home for original reporting. <laughs> right. All right. Well, welcome on board to State Senator John Gordner, State Senator in the 27th District, Berwick resident and uh, former State House member, and now the Majority Whip in Harrisburg. Thank you so much for checking in, sir. Good morning. Morning, Senator. Hello? You with it? There we go. Good morning, John. Thank you so much for checking in. Good morning, Mark. Uh, good morning, Joe. Good morning, sir. I, I really do appreciate it. Thanks for calling in. Let's uh, talk about what what is the biggest issue that's being talked about in Harrisburg right now. I would think it, you know things related to the budget or the gun law or abortion would be sort of on the front burner. You're running short on time, so give us a sort of a state of Harrisburg overview, please. Well, June always tends to be the biggest uh, activity month of the whole year. We go in session uh, the first week of June, and then we're in session every week. Uh, sometimes we're in uh, the entire week, uh, but obviously the first focus is the budget, and a lot of activity going on in regard to that uh, with the Senate, the House, and the Governor's Office. Uh, but then you've got all these other issues out there that uh, are being discussed, certainly in regard to uh, the shooting uh, in regard to um, women in sports, uh, abortion issues, um, other issues. So uh, bridge tolling, there was just a, a rally against bridge tolling uh, yesterday. So it is a very busy, uh, interesting month. All right, well, let's start out with the abortion topic then. Uh, are you in favor of the legislation that's pending? Explain what this law would do. Well, there's a constitutional amendment uh, that is pending that is being offered by Senator Judy Ward, uh, and basically it would be, again, a constitutional amendment, so it would have to go before the voters. Uh, it would have to be approved this session and next session, so it's nothing that uh, is going to be going before the voter any time prior to next year if it's passed in two consecutive sessions. Uh, but it basically just says, uh, it's interesting, it says that there is nothing in our state constitution that ensures the right to a paid abortion. Um, and, you know, it was actually introduced prior uh, to uh, the, you know, the news slipping in regard to the uh, U.S. Supreme Court. 
but certainly that court case or the the, the case was pending, uh, so knew that it may end up coming to the states. And basically, uh, the idea is that a uh, a state court in Pennsylvania should not make any final decision. It should be done through uh, the legislative process with the General Assembly and uh, the governor uh, deciding uh, what uh, what opportunities there are for abortions in Pennsylvania, and also saying uh, that uh, there is no constitutional right to a taxpayer-funded abortion in Pennsylvania. And what's your view on this legislation or this uh, uh, amendment? Yeah, I am a I'm a co-sponsor of it, so I am supportive of it. Uh, I with constitutional amendments, they uh, go before the voters and the voters decide. Uh, so I certainly am supportive of letting uh, the voters of Pennsylvania decide uh, whether to uh, put that in the Constitution and say that. Our Constitution does not say that there is any right to an abortion in Pennsylvania and that uh, there's no constitutional right and that uh, there is no constitutional right to a taxpayer-funded abortion. John, has the Republican Party done any polling on this issue to determine where the, what the temperature of the public might be? Uh, there was actually uh, some polling done in regard to this specific amendment and the wording of it. And uh, the wording that ended up in this amendment was one that the majority of those that polled, um, not a large majority, but a slight majority, uh, polled, said that they would support it in the, uh, the way that this was drafted. And that's why this is how it's being offered. Let me ask you this question. Again, uh, there's, there's, there's nothing that says that... Uh, this wouldn't take away anything that currently exists in statute in regard to our current abortion laws. So, I mean, we currently have something that goes back to Governor Casey, a Democrat, you know, that says that uh, you can not get an abortion beyond, I forget, 20 weeks or 22 weeks or whatever, and there are other different provisions. So it wouldn't change anything in statute. It just wouldn't be... Uh, I wouldn't be able to have a state court say that there is something in our Constitution that guarantees an abortion at any time. Well, with all the talk about the pending Supreme Court decision, do you think it's wise to adopt any legislation or consider any legislation now until you see where the Supreme Court's coming down? Uh, I think uh, the nature of what this constitutional amendment does, Mm -hmm. and it wouldn't change any existing statutory law. Um, so the the law that was put in place, again, back with Governor Casey, would not change. So uh, whether the Supreme Court takes action or not, uh, it's still important. Gun laws pending in Harrisburg, changes in gun laws, what, what are we seeing to either protect or prohibit uh, more guns or mental health laws or related uh, topics in Harrisburg? Well, this is the the challenge, and I know it's at the federal level. It's the same at the state level as um, Democrats have a certain focus and Republicans uh, often have a different focus. So you do try to hopefully put people in a room, as I think they're trying to do with the U.S. Senate. Uh, I think there's a group of eight bipartisan senators that are working on something. But, you know, in the past, uh, we've it was, the uh, frankly, the Pennsylvania Senate Republicans that pushed the uh, school safety um Legislation. Uh, we, uh, despite uh, Governor Wolf uh, cutting grants out of, of uh, proposed budgets, uh, we put uh, over a hundred million dollars into grants to school districts 
uh, to uh, put safety measures in place. Um, the Safe to Say Something uh, legislation, which was uh, prime sponsored by Pat Brown, Senate Republican, uh, has been incredibly successful. That went into place in 2019. Uh, there have been tens of thousands of anonymous tips uh, that have been made by uh, teachers or uh, mostly school students. Uh, the idea behind that safe to say something is that uh, if there's a student that is being bullied, if there's a student that hears something uh, about someone maybe doing something violent, if there's a student that hears something about maybe someone saying that they may commit suicide, uh, there's an anonymous uh, tip line, uh, there's a crisis center uh, that you can contact. And again, there's been tens of thousands of those anonymous uh, contacts and tips since that went into place in 2019. So those are the sort of things that uh, we've been um, proactive on. But yeah, the, uh, the Senate Democrats uh, have announced uh, six different gun control laws uh, that they want us to pass immediately. Uh, and it's just frustrating uh, for a number of us when you've got uh, the... Philadelphia District Attorney, who uh, will not enforce gun laws that are already on the books, uh, you know, someone who uh, pushes cash bail on those folks that uh, commit crimes with a gun, and then was overwhelmingly uh, reelected in the city of Philadelphia when he was up for reelection. So it's just frustrating that they want more gun laws, and yet the uh, the Democratic DA in the largest city in the Commonwealth um, isn't enforcing the laws on the books, doesn't believe that folks charged with the gun crimes should be prosecuted for them or put in jail. What's the connection between the Philadelphia DA and the Senate Democrats? Uh, because they, uh, we, we've tried to do some things to force I mean, the uh, Philadelphia has seen uh, the largest amount of gun crimes in the last two or three years than they've had in decades. Uh, we're now rivaling uh, Chicago in regard to the amount of uh, different gun offenses and stuff there. Um, but you have a district attorney there uh, that uh, they just had a shooting in Broad Street uh, just over the weekend, I believe. Uh, they've got a district attorney there that, uh, you know, uh, will not enforce the gun laws uh, when criminals are charged by police. Uh, he is letting uh, folks out on cash bail uh, rather than uh, detaining them or putting them behind bars so that they don't do something else. And so we're just saying you want more gun laws, and yet you've got the DA in the largest city in Philadelphia, in, in, in the Commonwealth, that's not enforcing uh, the gun laws that are already in the books. How does that resonate with the Democrats? Uh, they uh, ignore <laughs> They don't it. like it. <laughs> well, I mean, but on, at the same token, how do, what do you say to your constituents where you have parents worried about sending their kids to school and kids going to school who are worried, but we have our good state senator who's in the majority says, well, we're not going to advance this because the Senate Democrats are dragging their feet and they're not helping to crack down on crime in Philadelphia. You know, how does this sort of sub-argument help make us safer? Sure. Well, two comments. Uh, first of all, I mean, if you saw the uh, results of the recall election in San Francisco on Tuesday, uh, you saw that maybe there's actual movement uh, there where the, uh, the, I mean, San Francisco, one of the most liberal cities in the entire country, uh, decided to recall uh, their district attorney for the same exact reason. Uh, so that 
was sort of earth-shattering to some degree, and we'll see what happens in Los Angeles uh, coming up. Um, but look, uh, and I know, uh, I think last week you had uh, one of the local uh, moms uh, on that, uh, you know, talked about uh, some sensible things that we could do and uh, mentioned that in regard to domestic violence, violence situations, uh, that we actually got all the sides together, uh, wasn't that long ago, maybe four or five years ago, reached a compromise and uh, were able to pass some significant legislation uh, dealing with uh, domestic violence. So, you know, it, it, it's not harmful to get some folks that are, you know, rational and able to maybe try to find compromise, and I certainly support that. Um, you know, just need to put the rhetoric away and, and the press releases away and the, the rallies away and, and get in a, a closed room and see if there is room for compromise, and I'm certainly supportive of, of at least looking into that. Well, Senator, you've been at the forefront of transportation issues in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, and largely through your efforts, Governor Corbett's uh, transportation bill got passed, which funded the Susquehanna Valley Thruway Project. But now uh, that project has escalated to $900 million in cost, and PennDOT is talking about tolling bridges and parts of Pennsylvania to try and have money available for their uh, rehabilitation or rebuilding when it's necessary. Uh, we also have the state police still taking money out of PennDOT, and we have the Turnpike Commission pumping money into PennDOT. Is there a long-range solution? Is there any any desire to develop a long-range solution to PennDOT funding in the House or the Senate? Sure. A couple of thoughts in regard to that. Uh, obviously, in regard to the, maybe not obviously, but in regard to the bridge tolling uh, scheme uh, that the governor came up with, he came up with that prior to Congress passing their Infrastructure Investment Act, uh, frankly, an act that I uh, wholeheartedly supported. Uh, so Pennsylvania is getting uh, several billion dollars that uh, we didn't expect to get in regard to uh, uh, highway improvements. And we're getting uh, several billion dollars that we weren't expecting to get in regard to uh, bridge improvements. So just with those monies coming in the next five years on an annual basis, uh, the need to toll, um, frankly, doesn't exist anymore. Secondly, um, the, uh, when we passed the Corbett Act, it uh, stopped, uh, as of this year, the Turnpike Commission from having to put any more money uh, into uh, PennDOT. Uh, that is good for the Turnpike Commission. The Turnpike Commission has seen 10% increases uh, every year since that FUMO-inspired uh, Act 44 disaster happened under Governor Rendell. Uh, so that's good news uh, that uh, the Turnpike Commission no longer has to keep on putting in that $400 million into PennDOT, but that's $400 million less that PennDOT um, we'll be getting from the Turnpike Commission. Uh, going back to the budget, uh, Senator Jay Corman, a number of years ago, uh, when we were getting close to $800 million uh, that we were putting uh, or taking from the highway fund and giving to state police, um, we enacted uh, legislation that said that beginning that year, I think it was four years or so ago, every year after, we would reduce the amount of um, of money being taken from the highway fund and paying the state police by $25 million. Uh, I expect in this year's budget, till we got to $500 million, I expect in this year's budget we're going to accelerate that and take it to the $500 million. Um, that is what is uh, really fiscally responsible in regard to what should be taken out. So that's another $200 million, I believe, 
that will be staying in the highway fund that was going to pay for state police. And we're going to be able to do that because of the excess funds that we have um, to, to put this year's budget together. Well, as you know, PennDOT has asked a number of people to write letters to Secretary Buttigieg to try and get some additional funding, some of this infrastructure money for the Susquehanna Valley Thruway project, even though it is fully funded, it would give PennDOT more, more money to spend on other projects. Any word on how that might be going? Uh, I was one of those that also uh, did a letter uh, to the Transportation Secretary I fully supported. Yeah, there's competitive monies that are part of this infrastructure bill, and to the extent that uh, Pennsylvania could qualify for some of those competitive monies, I fully support it. And it would, again, free up money for other projects. The broadband issue, uh, can we uh, alter Pennsylvania law now, repeal or amend, to so that uh, some of this federal dollars can help establish these broadband networks outside of the major communication networks? First of all, we did, uh, and here's an, an example of uh, the governor, the House, the Senate, Democrats, Republicans working together. Uh, it was over a year or so ago, we set up a statewide broadband authority. Um, I think it passed unanimously in the House and the Senate. Uh, there's uh, Democrats, Republicans, House members, senators, um, and the uh, um, governor has nominees on it as well. They've met several times. Our person on the uh, board is Kristen Phillips-Hill, who is chair of our um, Communications and Technology Committee. Um, so we've got uh, a statewide authority set up. Uh, and we will be getting a minimum of $100 million from the federal government, uh, but it's anticipated we could get 400 to $500 million. But I think maybe the issue you're referencing is this uh, archaic provision in the law that sort of defers to the existing telecommunication giants um, having the uh, veto power as to whether someone like Drive or CETACOG uh, does something, and that just has to go away because they've had they've had plenty of time. So, uh, if any of the uh, larger entities, uh, the Comcasts or the Verizons or whoever, uh, wanted to put broadband in uh, rural Snyder County or northern Northumberland County or wherever, they've had ample time to do it. Uh, so, we should allow the CETACOGs and the drives to be able to provide that access. Is there a repeal or an amendment now pending, or will soon be pending, to resolve this? Uh, there is uh, legislation that is being considered, yes. Okay. Joe? Where will that, uh, wh what type of legislation would that be? Would it just repeal the law, or would it do more to facilitate uh, these private entities from building networks? Uh, it is being discussed at this point, so I, I'm not sure that I'm going to be helpful more on the specifics. Um, oh. But we certainly, uh, I'm all about competition. Uh, I think probably we can, all three of us agree that competition is a good thing in regard to this. And, uh, look, if entities haven't wanted to go to these rural areas, uh, then we should allow folks that uh, are interested to be able to to uh, put, put things in place. Now, Joe's shaking his head. No, he does not like competition. So no, I do a, like competition. <laughs> okay, no, he, he, publicly, he likes competition. Hates, okay. hates competition. <laughs> All right, there you go. Um, let's see, legalized pot. We talked about this, uh, I guess, Senator Regan's bill back in January or February. Uh, any progress on that? Uh, it is not one of the top 10 or 20 issues that's being discussed in Harrisburg, and certainly nothing that's going to happen uh, between now and when we uh, we break at the end of June. Got to ask you a political question. <laughs> Doug Mastriano, can he make it? Sure. 
Um, you know, no one, uh, no one thought Donald Trump could be elected president back in 2016. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's certainly uh, some folks on the Republican side that uh, said uh, Doug Mastriano just is a, you know, he's a fringe candidate and can't get more than 17 or 18 percent of the, the vote in the Republican primary. And uh, he trounced everyone. I mean, um, not only did he get more than 16 or 17 percent of the vote, he almost got the majority of the vote. I mean, what, 44, 45, 46 uh, percent? I think he may have won just about every county in the in the state on the Republican side. Um, so, uh, I mean, it's going to be a it's going to be a red wave, I believe, in November. Uh, with, I mean, just everybody sees everything going in the wrong direction. Um, so, uh, can Doug be governor in November? Yes. Are you supporting him? Or am I going to be invited to the Mastriano Gordoner uh, rally in Bloomsburg <laughs> one day? Uh, look, I'm supporting uh, Doug. Uh, he uh, serves in our caucus. Uh, you know, he is a uh, um, you know decorated uh, war veteran. Uh, very proud of that, um, and he. He's not a black and white type of person, or yeah, he is a black and white type of person. He's not a gray type of person. Uh, he's very strong in his uh, beliefs, and he lets people know where he stands. Um, and uh, you know, as compared to you know his opponent, and I think the direction that his opponent will take uh, our state, uh, then I you know believe it's important to have a Republican governor uh, with the the House and Senate, and just change the direction of of where things are going. Anything you would like to add to our discussion? We did not ask you anything you want to uh, elaborate on. No, just mention that uh, again. Lots of different uh, aspects of of this budget, uh, but something that uh, Representative Culver and I have really taken the lead on. She's the lead sponsor in the House. I'm the lead sponsor in the Senate. I think I mentioned it last time. Is this bipartisan? effort to do a Growing Greener 3, and it is another example of Democrats, Republicans, House and Senate members working together along with uh, DCNR Secretary uh, Cindy Dunn, who I think is an outstanding secretary for Governor Wolf. It's, uh, and I expect that uh, when we're done uh, with the budget, whenever it's done in June, uh, we'll have uh, a sizable amount of money uh, that's going to be available for Growing Greener 3. Uh, that's going to be beneficial to our state parks and state forests. It's going to be beneficial to uh, cleaning up uh, the Chesapeake Bay and uh, the Susquehanna River and, and uh, water and sewer projects. And it's just a good example of, again, opportunities where we can work together. And it's, it's going to be using the American Rescue Plan money that we have. Uh, and I think it'll be a great benefit all across the Commonwealth. I'm just proud for Representative Culver and I to be the two leads on the issue. Well, fantastic. That's Thank you news. so much for the update on all these important issues, and we'll continue to monitor these. Check back in as needed to bring us up to date, if you so wish. Uh, Senator Gordoner, thank you so much. Take care, Senator. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. You too. Very much appreciated. State Senator John Gordon, of course, lives in Berwick, but uh, is the state Senate Majority Whip and, uh, of course, state senator in the 27th District. Succeeded. And one of the true heroes of the Susquehanna Valley Thruway Project. All right. So a real advocate for transportation and opposed to the uh, tolling opportunity that uh, the governor would like to do. All right. We'll take a quickie break. We'll have just a moment left on our program before the top of the hour. We will be right back. 
There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. You know, when we come back, we need to talk about this armed lunatic, the left-wing lunatic that was found uh, threatening uh, a Supreme Court justice. You know, and the fact that the there is a law against intimidating judges or trying to influence their decision. And yet our Attorney General, Merrick Garland, is not even enforcing the law. I mean, they're, they're allowing these people to march up and down with rings in their noses and drums pounding in front of the in front of the Supreme Court justices' homes, I mean, it's unconscionable. Well, I think he will if, it beca- if now that this has happened, and I think some of the the protests up to now have been peaceful, shouting, no street but blocking, but not in front of your home, neighbors. Uh, if they want to protest well, the I Supreme Court, legal. if they want to protest at this about a Supreme Court decision, they should protest in front of the Supreme Court, Mm-mm. not in front of somebody's home. That's no. direct intimidation. I'm sorry, that's direct intimidation. Well, in your view, but I, I, I think oh, you don't think so. If somebody was out in front of your house yelling and screaming and pounding on a drum, you wouldn't th- find that intimidating. Peaceful shouting. Yeah, peaceful shouting. I like that. Well, I might find it intimidating, but I think it's the well, opportunity for folks to let people know how you feel about things. There's a law against important. trying to intimidate or coerce a judge, you know. And again, we're not enforcing the border right. issue. We have a group coming now. We're not enforcing this. Shh. I think the president should be impeached. Just quiet, proper behavior, everybody. Do not get out of line. Do not shout. Do not protest. Do not ask nicely for radar. Just kind of wait in the background for it to happen. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me. Good local conservative, natural-born listener. Uh, he's got his confab today with a bunch of Republican friends who will complain about the liberal progressive things that Mark Lawrence has tried to get across on this show. And Joe will push back and said, no, I've worked with Mark for a long time. He's okay. Despite his cognitive decline, he's actually a good guy. Right? No, no, no. What he should have said. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm trying to come up with something here. All right, on the other side of the glass, it takes uh, two women to do what Kevin does. No, that's not the truth. Oh, brother, you're in trouble. They fled. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they're on their way here already. I don't blame them. Uh, Yeah, we had Lynn Hall and uh, Sam Tyler next door, but now they fled, and uh, it's just Kevin over there taking good care of us, as he always does. So we appreciate that. Would you like to join the show? It's an open day, so we can talk about the topic of your discussion. We had. 
State Senator the John topic Gore. of your discussion. Don't you mean the topic of your choice? Oh, yes, thank you. Yeah, abortion. We've been discussing your cognitively right. What was my name again? Uh, we've had State Senator John Gordner on the show earlier, and he talked about the abortion amendment that's pending in Harrisburg and will be in front of voters before too long. Some gun law changes are not pending in Harrisburg because of the misbehaving Senate Democrats and their bad DA in Philadelphia. I still don't quite get the connection why we can't do some common sense changes in Pennsylvania just because we well, have a bad on. DA. The, the point is, if he won't enforce the law, what's the point of putting new laws in place? Okay, so you If he have, doesn't enforce the existing ones, okay, what's well, the I'll point? Okay, well, I'll ask you the same question I asked the senator. How does that help my schools be safer just because they have a big, fat brouhaha in Washington or in Harrisburg and they're overly concerned about the DA in Philadelphia? Well, I think what the DA in Philadelphia needs to do is start enforcing the law and then ask for more. He's not. A, he's he's supporting this legislation, mm-hmm. but he's not enforcing the existing laws on the book. All right. Well, I guess I'm and not. And Philadelphia being... is becoming a very unsafe place to be. Right. I'm sorry. Okay, that's fine. We'll stipulate that for some reason what you said is true. But the fact of the matter is, I understand that Philadelphia. Well, the reason we'll stipulate that is because it is true. Okay. Well, that's fine. <laughs> but the fact is that the fact that our state senate and house will not do anything at all whatsoever to make us safer now because of Philadelphia going to pot. That just makes no sense. How do you explain to your child that uh, schools aren't as safe as maybe they could be? We would upgrade Philad- uh, schools in Sealands Grove and Lewisburg, but unfortunately the Philadelphia DA is misbehaving, okay. so therefore we won't do anything. What do you that know makes about no the, sense. What do you know about this package of bills the Democrats are proposing? Well, the Does red it flag take away laws, any of your rights? Uh, red flag laws. Well, you could argue that if you are a threat to yourself or others and they take away your gun, that that's, you know, it has a lot of adjudication that's associated with it, but uh, it would potentially make us safer. Raising the age for assault weapons, unless you get some training or you're in the military. Uh, let's see, what is uh, limiting magazine sizes, things like this. It just seems totally insane that we can't do anything that affects the, the law-abiding citizens in Pennsylvania because there's an outlaw in Philadelphia. Well, we would love to feed you, Joe, (laughs) but I'm sorry there's somebody hungry in Philadelphia. They go first. It just is totally ridiculous, insane, and stupid. This is how you know that we have a vortex that removes the brains from people in Washington and Harrisburg when they say, oh, we can't do anything because I'm afraid you have a bad actor in Philadelphia. You are in need of a checkup from the neck up. Okay, well, that's fine. Well, you ask a silly question, and you keep asking the same question over. Well, I think it's a, a legitimate question. Why should we in, uh, create new laws if we don't enforce the laws we have? If you can make the argument, and I think you can, that enforcing the existing laws would make us safer, then why don't we enforce them? Because the why DA don't you ask the DA in Philadelphia why he is a punishment for the Democrats? Ask him why he isn't enforcing the law. Don't you want to know that? Don't you want to know why the Philadelphia District Attorney is not enforcing the law? Kevin, get your beeper ready. Who cares what the DA is doing in Philadelphia? I want my kids to be safer here, and the Republicans in Harrisburg won't do anything okay, because there's a bad who's DA Who's going in to Philly? enforce those laws? Let's say know. we let's say we adopt Sheriffs? the entire package of laws that the Democrats are proposing. Who's going to enforce them? I don't know. If only we had some local police around here, or sheriffs, or DAs. I think if we pass so laws in other in words, Harrisburg. it's okay for Philadelphia to have one standard, but the rest okay. of the state you want to I have another you. standard. Right, Is well, that we're, right? We're Am I right an, here? We're at an impasse here. All <laughs> 
All right. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Some very brief news headlines. Uh, Jody Auker of the semi-quincentennial semi celebration committee in Sunbury says the parade will go on. Their parade route permit was denied. However, uh, they say they'll come up with a different route for the big July 4th parade. Statewide hospitalizations, good news, going down in Pennsylvania. State Department of Health says there's 116 fewer people hospitalized over the past week in Pennsylvania. 1,200 is the total now. Local hospitalizations up slightly around here. It is now official. While David McCormick conceded the race for Republican U.S. Senate last week to Mamet Oz, official results show that is the outcome of the race. Oz wins. Acting Secretary of State Lee Chapman says the recount confirmed that Oz is the winner of the race, receiving 419,999 votes, 951 more than McCormick. Oz headed into the recount with 902 more votes than McCormick. The Department of State says the final results do not include undated or wrongly dated ballots, which counties reported separately. They were the subject of legal challenges by the McCormick campaign before deciding their candidate could not overcome Oz's lead in the recount. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. WHTM TV reporting that Pennsylvania Democratic Senate nominee John Fetterman's wife told CNN Tuesday that the candidate may not return to the campaign trail until July after suffering a stroke and disclosing the full content extent of his heart condition. Quote, I think he deserves a month break to come back strong as ever. This is going to be a tough race and a really important race. I want him to be fully ready for it. Unquote. He says, uh, she says, He'll be back on the campaign trail next month. And maybe. She says maybe. <clears throat> okay. And over 90 past and present gymnasts are suing the FBI for billions of dollars. The lawsuit blames the FBI for not stopping former gymnastics Dr. Larry Nasser from abusing girls and women, even though the FBI knew it was happening. They were very interested in keeping the gold mine going from women's gymnastics and did nothing for years. That is a tough situation. Again, the penalty of not doing anything. Right. When you have a law and you don't enforce it or you don't do anything. So the equivalent would be, because this uh, FBI is doing nothing, local police shouldn't enforce speeding either because some other no. law enforcement agency is failing? You missed the whole point. The whole point that is, is if true. there is Let's a law on the line. books and you intended to enforce it, the legislature passed it, they intended it be enforced, why not enforce it? Brouhaha. Brouhaha. Joseph, you're on the mark. I agree with you 100% there. Okay. There is a law in the books about trying to uh, intimidate a justice uh, a, a, by protest in front of his home and things like that. They won't enforce that law. And now you see what happened, an attempt, assassination attempt on uh, 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 the Supreme Court. Kavanaugh, Justice, justice Court, uh, Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. Mm -hmm. And when Chuck Schumer stood on the, in front of the Supreme Court and said here some time ago that you sold the war win and you're going to pay the price, and threatening them, he's even used a biblical term out of context, but threatening them about abortion, right? And then I, I was listening to Hugh Hewitt's radio program this morning. A caller called in. And he said, I think Nancy Pelosi uh, really wanted uh, someone to kill uh, Judge Kavanaugh. And then Hugh Hewitt said, well, I don't agree with that. 
No, I do agree with that. Because these people are, uh, have no conscience. Her conscience is seared with hot iron. And she is for killing an unborn child, a little baby. So why wouldn't she uh, rejoice of killing, uh, having someone kill Judge Kavanaugh? Because he's looked at as the devil himself. And, and, uh, and uh, she has no conscience. And here's another thing. I'm going to use the term from the lips of the Savior. He said, anyone offends one of these little children, it were better for him that he were a millstone hung by his neck and cast into the sea. If you just offend a little child, let alone murdering them. So, you know, uh, well, you missed, the, these you missed, Democrats uh, are all for what's happening here. You missed the last they, part. They, they, they were promoting... You missed the last part of what um, Mr. Schumer said. He said, um, you won't know what hits you. Do we have that audio? Let's hear it. Nope, I guess not. No, we don't. Right. Okay. Uh, well, the last we thing he said, the last thing he said there was, you won't know what hits you. And that sounds like a direct you, threat. Oh. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. Yeah, the last. I'd, I'd like to say something. Am I on now? Yes, you, guys? you are. Yep. Okay. I, uh, as you speak, you, you, the, your own words are going to judge. You're going to be justified and judged by your own words. What he said was he was speaking uh, a, a judgment upon himself. He has released the wind out of his mouth, and he'll reap the whirlwind, and that's the proper uh, definition of that. And that's what's going to happen to these people. And when Nancy Pelosi stood up, and when I, I, it really touched me when she stood up when President Trump was giving his uh, State of the Union and tore that speech up in, in, in defiance of what he was saying. Uh, it, was, it was disgraceful. She has no conscience, this woman. And it's a fact, you know what I mean? And sure, she would rejoice because they want to replace a justice that will go along with murdering unborn children. Uh, and but I think this is all symptomatic of our huge division. You know, I used to say that uh, Rush Limbaugh was fomenting the division, but it turns out, at least he said anyway, he was just capitalizing on it. Same with Nancy Pelosi, same with uh, Chuck Schumer, same with President Trump, same with Doug Mastriano. They're not creating or fomenting. This is no big pivot point in the division in the U.S. They're just seeing an opportunity to capitalize on it. So I don't think Nancy Pelosi's uh, big terror up was a big milestone. It was just another one of the symptoms of this huge disease we have, which is called uh, political power, and everybody's and everybody wants it. Joseph, we got other callers, but we'll give you 10 seconds for a quickie wrap-up. Go right ahead. Well, <laughs> it, it, they're going to reap the whirlwind, and that's what we are reaping now because of the things that they're allowing and promoting uh, with same-sex marriage and all this crazy stuff that's going on. And you're, 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 that's what's happening. We, right. You're seeing it. Fair right, enough. We got and you. Satan thank is you so on much. its way down. Thank All right. you. Thank you, sir. Judgment is Yahweh is upon it. Okay, right. thank you. Thank you, sir. Thanks thank for you. checking in. Very much uh, appreciative of your comment. Last caller before a quickie break is John from Sunbury. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you this morning? How about you, John? Doing well. Just, just some observations on gun control and, and so forth. Um, you know, uh, Honest citizens obey the rules and obey the laws that are on the books. Uh, the problem is not with honest citizens, which is 90-plus percent of the American population. The, the uh, problem is with the criminal element, 
Um, and they don't go into a gun store and buy a gun uh, anyway. They uh, These guns, I read recently about a gun who was was found after a, a shooting and was found to have been used in three different cities in three different homicides. So, you know, the, the underworld passes guns around. Uh, the most, the, the most, the, the largest amount of stolen guns, by the way, are stolen out of auto, uh, out of vehicles. And I think a lot of people leave that pistol in their car, and it's pretty pretty easy to get at it, uh, especially if the car is parked somewhere where it's where it's you know out, not in a driveway or something like that. So number one, uh, number two, if gun control really worked, the cities, the big cities in the United States would be the safest place in the country to live because they all have very restrictive gun laws, as strict as they can be made uh, under some of the recent Supreme Court rulings. Uh, in some cities, you have to show reason why you, you should be given a, a pistol permit and uh, uh, explain to them why you have a need for it. Actually, years ago in Pennsylvania, you had to explain why you wanted a pistol per- a carry permit, but you no longer have to do that. So, number two... Um, uh, the the guns that are out there uh, that are being used uh, aren't those guns that were legally purchased. Number three, the, the rhetoric is over the top, and I agree with you, Mark, that we've become so divided in this country, but the rhetoric is over top. No American citizen, unless you purchase an expensive uh, uh, license and so forth, has an assault weapon. Yet the, the, the media continues to call assault weapon assault weapon i was in the service and i can tell you that assault weapon is a fully automatic weapon and you can pull the trigger one time and unload a whole magazine 10 10 rounds uh in a in in a second or two there's those 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 uh those guns are not available to the public um, you can buy a machine gun permit. It's extremely expensive, and you have to have all kinds of background checks and so forth, and then you, you have to have it locked up and so on. So uh, there are no American citizen owns an assault, assault rifle, and the, the rifles that, that the people buy, even that look like, by the way, AR was Armalite Rifle Company, not Assault Rifle, but uh, those are, wouldn't stand a chance against the military who has fully automatic weapons. I mean, there would, there's just <laughs> a lot of difference. So, you know, uh, why don't we do some practical things like hardening our schools? Why can you just walk into a school? Right. In well, some you cases. can, yeah, in some cases. Um, what about uh, the red flag laws? <laughs> You're familiar with those? I am. Uh, and let me tell you, I, I, I support being able to take guns from someone who is is um, a threat. The problem with a red flag law is in some cases anybody can raise the red flag. So I can say, I can call the police and I can say, you know that Mark Lawrence, he has guns mm-hmm. and he's crazy. He says stuff on the radio that just scares the living daylights out of me. I don't think he should I don't think he should be allowed to have guns. But he does say things on the air. You're gonna get uninvited here if you're not careful. (laughs) Yeah, John, you have to think about this for twenty four hours because you'll be back tomorrow. So all right we'll note it. All right. Well let's let's fully explore this tomorrow. I would never do that because first of all, you're a responsible citizen and you're you're not a threat to anyone. 
except maybe a deer, okay? Uh, <laughs> no, he's no threat so, to yeah, deer. I was just going to say, that's <laughs> about the safest thing around me. Anyway, yeah, right. all right, John, but, believe it or don't, we have to move on. But we will pick hey, up this topic tomorrow. And I have a question, and I know you know this answer, and we'll go over it more deeply tomorrow. The red flag, or um, scratch that, in city areas where you have this ultra-high shooting rate, per person, how much higher is the gun violence rate per person? I know Chicago has, what, 60 <laughs> murders a weekend now, but per person, is that, shootings, yeah. Yeah, is that higher, how much, how much higher? Higher than other places, so we'll talk about that tomorrow. John, thank Bye you so John. much for checking in. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank Have a good yep. day. We'll talk then. All right, John Shipman's going to be our good co-host, retired businessman from Sunbury, still active in a number of community endeavors. Hold on, callers. We will be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. .com. Brouhaha. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Chuck Schumer. Three years, women's reproductive rights have come under attack in a way we haven't seen in modern history. From Louisiana to Missouri to Texas, Republican legislatures are waging a war on women. All women. And they're taking away fundamental rights. I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind. And you will pay the price. Right, Joe. But that's still there. That was it. Go oh. forward with these awful decisions. You won't know what hit you. All right. See, yeah, thank you. And out there, should there be a criminal investigation about him, just as there is about Donald Trump inciting a riot? Yeah, I think that's an intimidating remark. Uh, thanks for bringing it up. Yeah, and I think Chuck Schumer and President Trump and uh, Governor Wolf and uh, Doug Mastriano, you hear this all the time. Our whole level of language is highly incendiary Intimidation and, and threatening and right and and you know warlike saying we're going to shoot this down you know talking about ideas so yeah i think well i i was always taught by the people who mentored me in government that you never make it personal. You discuss issues, you do not discuss personalities. When you call people and tell them that they're reaping the whirlwind, you're into personalities. Uh, Chris, you're on the mark? We can agree that Mark Lawrence is crazy and is danger to people. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, oh, boy, here we go. I feel it every day sitting <laughs> this across a, from him. <laughs> this is a bad theme we're on here now. <laughs> anyway... Uh, wow, there's so much ground to cover with uh, the last two calls, but I'll go back to the uh, first one, to the, your your uh, question. Uh, before I 
want to know why uh, what why the Philadelphia DA is not enforcing gun laws. I would like to know what gun laws you think he is not enforcing. John did not mention one. Okay, Joe. All he mentioned was letting people out on cash bail, and there is no law against letting people out on cash bail. Joe, no, there isn't any law against it. However, if you well, if you know, let, let me answer, let me answer your question. If he is letting people out on ridiculously low amounts or on their own recognizance, people who are repeat criminals likely to be recidivists again, then he's not doing his job. He should assess. Which you have not. Nobody has mentioned that he's done that. He has done All that. That's exactly the argument. Fail, and that is not against the law. That is not not enforcing the law. But if I tell you, it's not enforcing the spirit of the law, which is to keep no, the community no, safe. No, 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 it's not. It's not enforcing the law. It's not not enforcing the law, no matter what the spirit is. Well, I disagree with you, so move on. Yeah, well, Chris, you you're not going to make any grounds. You have no evidence that he is not enforcing any law. Why do you think they recalled the district attorney in San Francisco for exactly the same I, thing? Because of the gang attacks on malls <laughs> and streets, I imagine, is the main reason. No, it was because he wasn't enforcing the laws. He wasn't. He was letting people out. Okay. He said. He I don't said know about the his exact. One. I'm asking his, about the Philadelphia one. They're the same laws. No, either. It's his exact. Well, you right. don't, you don't so want to hear. You just want to over talk people. You don't want to hear anybody who makes a different opinion then than yours. Just, just keep on going. Keep on yakking, yakking. Knock it off. Just listen. Go ahead. First. Chris, go ahead. Can we just agree that you do not know of any law he is not enforcing? I've explained period, it to you. You don't want to hear on? it. No, you don't want to hear it, so let's keep on going. I, yeah. You already told me you're, you're, you're the spirit of the law. He's not, he's not throwing everybody in a crowded jail system likely to make it worse. He's making individual decisions in individual cases like a DA is supposed to do. He's part of the George Soros-funded DA. Oh, no, 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 you don't use names. You don't into, uh, Anyway, next God. topic, Chris. Go ahead. <laughs> we got another and, minute. Go ahead. <laughs> another minute. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, the first of, uh, I believe, uh, the, the Democrat there, the leader that you were recording, been playing his comment. Chuck Schumer. He apologized for over-speaking there and explained what he meant, and it was clear pretty much to me, even the first time around, he's talking about it politically. Okay. But you won't know what you hit you. Your own belief, if you want to play. Well, it, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question, Chris. If he says you won't okay. know what, if he says you won't know what hits you, explain to me how he would enforce that politically, since they're on a lifetime appointment. Keeping how would that mind, happen? Keeping in mind the Joe's suspension of reality. Every other law that Democrats are going to win because of uh, the unpopular decision they're making about abortion. So you won't know what nah, hits you. No, no that's that not still right, doesn't Chris. injure a no, judge okay, in any way. That's, that's my opinion, and that's the end of that. Nope. Okay. All right. <laughs> you, thank you, you so much. That's the end of your goal. You want to. Thank you so, so much, Chris. Ahead. Goodbye, Chris. Chris. Okay. Now the no, 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 no. We got no. <laughs> we got three other callers. You're out of yeah, time. I'm sorry, buddy. You got. Okay. Four. Give everybody else ten minutes, and then interrupt me all the time. <laughs>
Right. No, nobody else has had ten minutes. Nobody's Everybody's had, had minutes. four minutes. Uh, how much did how much did did uh, did our Bible thumper have? Everybody had four minutes. Today. How much did they have? Uh, <laughs> how much did the Bible thumper have? You have that down there. Four, four minutes. Every, everybody's at a four we minute. We have a clock backup. running here. Every caller, you're yeah. now at four minutes no, and forty eight seconds. No, it was way over four minutes. Well, but see, Chris says we interrupt him, so that injures his time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you interrupt right. me, it doesn't count. Thank right. you, Chris. I got it. I got it. Thanks, buddy. All right, uh, let's. See, yeah, we have had every, everybody at about four minutes today, only because there's been a lot of people waiting. If no one is waiting, people can talk longer, and that's the way we do it. So what else? Oh, never mind. <laughs> I was just going to say, Joe's r- suspension of disbelief is uh, alive and well today. All oh, right, uh, Stan, you're on the mark. Thanks. You for are waiting. a threat to yourself and others. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'm a threat to your your disbelief. My sanity, here. Stan. Good morning. Chris has shown his bigotry with calling Joseph a Bible thumper. That's pretty bigoted, in my opinion. But that's my opinion, so Chris has his. Uh, we'll, we'll stop there with that. Uh, you know, as far as the DA in Philadelphia, he has been, you know, not not enforcing the laws the way they should be enforced. You know, criminals that use guns in crimes, a lot of times the first crime, you know, the ch- first charge they plea deal away is the gun law crimes okay so if you're not going to enforce the gun laws that are on the books that have a lot of mandatory minimum sentences then i do not want to hear anything about new gun laws because the new gun laws only affect the law-abiding citizens because as we know the criminals will not follow any type of law hence the name criminal Right, but Sam, my only point is, how does that help us here? You know, let's suppose everybody runs red lights in Philadelphia, and so we won't uh, ramp up, uh, you know, penalties for red lights around here because there's rampant problems in Philadelphia. I just don't see that why that makes sense. Good luck explaining just it to him. I tried. Just not Philadelphia. <laughs> just not Philadelphia. If you watch in the papers, a lot of crimes when they start doing the plea deals, a lot of times. The gun crimes, you know, the, the penalties for those, they plead deal those away, not just in Philadelphia. It's across the state, across the country. But they all continue to cry for more gun control. I don't understand it. Somebody has to explain that to me. It's hard to explain. We just have to ex- enforce existing laws. Yeah, we've talked about that. Well, and you have bona fide, valid examples of local laws you know for a fact were violated locally. I, ha- I, I have seen them in the paper, and I can't off the top of my head remember, because they. but it does happen. What's okay. what, make, what makes it worse is that the political motivation is what's stopping <clears throat> the laws from being enforced. Because Look at the southern border. We have another massive caravan headed our way. Is the Biden administration doing anything to enforce the law there? No, they're not. You know, they're inviting the, them in. Right. So, I mean, we have the same thing. We have the district attorney in San Francisco being recalled because he isn't enforcing the law and he isn't keeping the community safe, which is his primary responsibility. They're getting the Biden T-shirts ready for him. Yeah, well, I'm sure they are. <laughs> they're, already, they're already probably in their hands. And that's a, that's another thing. We want to talk about the caravans. Have you seen the video of the caravans coming north, the people, the larger number of people? Of course. Okay. Now, when you look at those people, some are carrying backpacks, but there are a lot of them carrying absolutely nothing. Now, I'm sorry, but if you're going to march a thousand miles or more with nothing, 
How are you going to survive? Who is supporting these people? That's what I want to know. Well, once they, they get here, those the American, people need to be put out of business. It's once, called the largesse of the U.S. And once they get here, country. we the people are financing them. Well, I understand when we get here. That when they get here, I'm talking about on their way through Mexico. You look at the people traveling, walking. They have very little, few possessions, if any, in you know on them. There are some with backpacks and stuff. So how are these people surviving that thousand-mile oh. trek or whatever it is from the southern tip of Mexico to the U.S. border? I have the answer. One of our listeners sends us a text and says they have Biden aid stations along the way. They give you water, food, <laughs> and that's where you get well, your T-shirt. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tent. <laughs> but, yeah, but I don't know. Have you tried to <clears throat> look into the laws that the... Congress passed yesterday under emotional stress because shortly after they had all these hearings with you know the victims, they went out and voted on these laws. So I look at that as emotional distress these people were voting on. Not logic, emotional distress. And a lot of the laws that they tried to pass, especially the straw purchase one. That just makes no sense considering that's been illegal for I don't know how many you know decades. Well, and the pump stock one, isn't that already illegal by executive order? What's that? Codifying the bump stock ban. I guess that was, yeah, you know, the, the, the BATF rights regulation. And that's, that's the other problem. They put all these laws. I, I tried to read it this morning. I got, I got online, and I went to the congressional site, and I tried to read the law. Stan? It's insanity the way they write this. Stan, stuff. we're out of, we're out of time. We're going to strike the period to, to replace it with a comma and and blah 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 blah. Stan, and, right. we're out of so time. So people, Stan. they don't make it capable for normal people to read it. It's lawyerese, and it needs to stop. Okay, Stan, and Stan, probably Stan. most of the people that voted <laughs> didn't read it. Stan, yes. we got to right, stop you. We're you. out of time. Thanks, Stan. Appreciate yeah, your call. Yeah, and if you're Honestly, still listening, uh, go to cbsnews.com. They did an article about what the House did and buried way at the very bottom of thousands and thousands of words are the five or six suggestions that were in this bill that actually made it to the vote. Not near the top, but the top is all arguing and brouhaha, but the bottom has the actual measures. cbsnews.com, House passes bill. All right which is doomed in the Senate anyway, but that's another topic. To be continued, callers stand by. We'll be right back. All right, we are releasing the whirlwind of calls that have come in. You won't know what hits you. Van, (laughs) you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning. This whole thing is just totally politicized by the left, and they know that no new gun laws are going to change anything. And I believe what they're hoping to do is to because nothing's going to change. Oh, my God. This fall election to claim the Republicans failed to do anything. I believe, uh, Van, you and I agree, for the first time in the Earth's history. (laughs) Oh, the first time? uh, It's got to be more than one. That's at least two. Okay. Anyway, move on. (laughs) But but that's that's my take on it. And and let me, I wanted to say this uh, to you, Mark. I believe you're for the death penalty, even though you don't realize that. And if you would, if you would be honest, I think you would see that you are. Well, why do you say that out of curiosity, Van? Because I argue oh, with him all the time it, on this topic, and I don't get that sense. Well, let me explain to, to Mark, and if he'll be honest with me, now, Mark, if if you're at home and someone invades your house oh, and is go. attempting to kill your wife <laughs> or your or your child, 
would you, if you had an opportunity, take their life to save the, the life of your wife or your children? Well, self-defense is a different protective measure than rather than doing a systematic uh, institutional well, execution of people for vengeance. I think there's a big difference between self-defense and vengeance. Wow, I disagree with you on that one. Well, Mark, okay. Mark it's, it's, a, it's a legal right for you. You are executing the death penalty by shooting someone to protect your, your property right. and, and your family. You know, there's there's two people that are allowed to cross the threshold of my house without being invited in. That's me and my wife. Anyone else that comes in uninvited comes in in their own peril. And I, as a citizen, have the right to execute the death penalty. Now, that's that's the law. That's you're you're literally carrying out the law because it's legal to take a life like that. But the difference so, is the difference is that he has the capability to do it because he's armed. But what about it, the victims who died and don't have that right or don't can't defend themselves? They depend on society to give them some measure of justice and closure for their families. Yes, and there there was a guy years ago out in Chicago that had had his apartment broken into and he shot and killed the perpetrator and then he was taken to court and tried because he he had a gun that wasn't legal to have in Chicago. Right. Now, we've also had people under those circumstances get sued in civil court and lose for, exactly. you know, injuring the civil rights of individuals. Yeah, so I guess, Van, you're right. You're into the nuances of the law. There are some death penalties that could be meted out under the right circumstances. Self-defense is one of them. By you. Second agreement. <laughs> yep. Third, according to you. But anyway, okay, you got another you got another minute or two. I'll, I'll let someone else have it. Someone... Maybe Chris can call back in so he can quit crying because he didn't get enough time today. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Van. Thanks, Van. All right. Appreciate the call. 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarket.com. Text us at 70236. I'm here. Joe's here. Kevin Hur, fabulous producer, doing a fabulous job. As always, we're talking about uh, uh, very lax enforcement of some laws in Philadelphia, says Joe. But I'm arguing that that's no reason why we shouldn't have good laws for the rest of us to be protected, but uh, Joe says no. Anybody drops the ball on enforcement, none of us get any good laws at all. Uh, next up is uh, Joe from Sunbury. Sir, you are on the mark. Go right ahead. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I may try to make this quick also, but uh, yesterday I tried to get in on the call from Dave, not from PA. He was a veteran. I don't know if you remember that, but uh, I think he was trying to make the point that uh, if you want to make the ban on the 18 to 21 year olds that you would have to move the age of this uh, to join the service to 21. I don't know if you remember the conversation or not. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. But anyhow, uh, US Marine. part of the conversation is that uh, he was in the service and you asked him if the military gave him any training on uh, AR-15 just to help uh, refresh the memories here. And he yep. said, yeah, lots of <clears throat> Excuse me. Lots of training, and then your your question was, what if what if we had training requirements for AR-15 for 18-year-olds who are civilians? And he said, yeah, that's okay. That should be done by the parents, right? So that that wasn't a bad answer. But good recap. What, what your point, or what would that help if we had training 
first 18-year-olds. I'm asking Mark now. I think if, the, if somehow when uh, a teenager who one day is 17 years old and can't do half the things in life and the very next day is suddenly at age of majority and can do a, quite a few things and if all of a sudden they, they want an AR-15 because they want to hurt somebody or something, it seems to me that some training would give an opportunity for them to understand the gravity of what they're being the weapon that they are oh. using and at the okay. same time they'll have to be they'll go in front of somebody who is an instructor who may uh, you know may raise a red flag or their hackles will be up so to speak so maybe that would work it's just an idea I haven't fleshed out the law or anything but I think you know some training right. requirement might help all right my, my question is then you would uh, I guess you're assuming that a 17 uh, almost 18 year old doesn't know what a gun could do to a a person by then. I mean, I I grew up uh, kind of in a rural area and had a BB gun and killed things with a BB gun and progressed upwards from there. I knew that even a BB gun could kill a small animal, right? So are you saying that a a 17-and-a-half-year-old wouldn't know what a gun could do? I think what we're trying to do is hedge our bets here. I'm sure a 17-year-old has an idea. I, I know you're going to you know, take up my four minutes, but uh, if, I'm just, I mean, so I could, uh, anyhow, do you, do you think that that person wouldn't know, even if they went to training? Maybe. A 17-year-old would know. Maybe not. And then uh, 18, I, I'm not sure because of your over-talking. But anyhow. Uh, <laughs> I'm answering your I'll question. Just, <laughs> your training idea is what I want to get to is that, and I don't expect you to answer yes, but have you heard of Ian David Long or Esteban Santiago? And you'll say no. Or do you know him? <laughs> or heard of them? They're, they made national news a few years ago. <laughs> what do you they, expect they want, me to uh, say? Long <laughs> killed you to 12 say people no. <laughs> in Thousand Oaks, California. Okay. Murder and uh, Esteban in the uh, airport in Florida, five people. My, my point is that they're, they're veterans. They were veterans, and they were trained on your idea that the training doesn't mean that you're gonna do anything to anyone or change their mind if they have these kind of intent uh... timothy mcveigh you can go on like that but also i just want to say that i read an article and i don't want you to assume that veterans are any different than the regular population an article says that they're not like an outstanding part because you're a veteran you commit these kinds of uh, mass killings that's not true either but I, I wanted to know, you, you did give me your idea that it could help somebody, but you make it a requirement and you want to take uh, guns away from some kid in uh, Wyoming who uh, probably <coughs> wouldn't shoot uh, anybody with uh, the AR-15 right. he got for his 18th birthday. So right. any comment or my four, man, four minutes up? Your four minutes are up. <laughs> your four minutes are up, so he's going to have to I mean, I know I it. took it up, but you, try, you wanted to go somewhere about the training where uh, I just wanted a simple yes or no. Well, Anyhow, it, I don't think uh, the idea of training is going to help anybody, my, my own self. I don't think that's okay. it. Sorry, All Joe. Right. we got three callers waiting, so we got to move on. Thank right. you. Appreciate yeah, your call. Thank you so much for calling in. All right, another break. Callers are ready. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust.
first. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. I got a sticky pot over there, as they say, and it doesn't have anything sticky to do pot. with what you think, not the pot you like. All right, this is an opportunity for folks to know about a truck. I got to drive recently, I had to give it back yesterday, but it is a rapid red Ford F 150 with a double cab and a, cab and a moonroof. It only had a five foot bed, so it was easy to park. Uh, you could parallel park it, it's got that parallel park thingamabber on it, so that it's easier to do. And it's an opportunity for you to uh, find out about the very latest Ford technology. They've got uh, the Ford EcoBoost motor in it, so your gasoline mileage on the highway is going to be 30. Now, in town in the winter with short trips, probably about 16 or so, you're going to average about 22 miles to the gallon or so, uh, the lifetime average. I set the reset button on the mileage when I got in, but uh, by the time I got out of it, it was right around 22, and we had done one highway trip on it and one short, uh, one a couple of days of in-town driving. So 22 miles to the gallon. It's got clamps on the tailgate so you can bolt stuff down or use your tie downs there. It's got a tailgate step that comes with a little handle that sticks up so you don't tip over. It's got a ruler on the tailgate. It has a phone holder on the tailgate. It has a miter saw. Well, that's what I put there, but you could put something else there. Utility trailer on, tray on it and lights all over the place and cameras so you can really see what's going. It's a Ford F-150 rapid red, less than $50,000. Are you, you hearing me there? All right. Doesn't have leather or anything, but it's a good, basic family work truck that would just love to be helping out you and your family, and they would just love to super serve you at the Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotors.com. All right, we're in the lightning round, so about 90 seconds to two minutes. Mike, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Okay. I'm a MAGA guy, okay? That doesn't mean I'm a terrorist or a white nationalist or a bigot or anything like that, and I just want to say that watching Biden, I'm not going to say he sucks. But when I listen, go back and listen to what Donald Trump said when he was running for president, he wanted to be a uniter. He wanted to make America great again. That's what MAGA stands for. Everybody knows that. But I think we have a guy right now that is really not, his goal isn't to make America great. His goal is to conform to leftist policies. For instance, Monday, without much fanfare, he made it uh, legal now for uh, China to send their solar panels made by slave labor directly to the United States instead of circumventing the law and shipping them to Vietnam and then having them come here. And that's just one more example of the lawlessness that occurs. I happen to know people that are police officers in cities, and when they pull over an illegal alien, guess what? They have to make them stop, and they they can't turn them in, they can't arrest them, and what they have to do is that car stays there until a licensed driver comes and gets it. So we have lawlessness. We are, don't enforce our borders. We, we're not taking care of our workers. And last thing, uh, right now, uh, energy is driving most of the inflation. And Biden's doing little to nothing 
to try to alleviate that problem. He's not much of a leader in my book. Well, the antithesis of mega would be cough. Keep America weak forever. Thank you, Mike. Thanks so much for calling in. And we have to shorten the call because of uh, last callers coming through. Uh, uh, Bob, hold on one second. We're going to give you the last minute. We go to Mike. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. 90 seconds. You got it. Thank you. Um, So I just tuned in probably 15, 20 minutes ago, got out of the meeting, clicked it on, and I I heard somebody who I, I think the gentleman's name was Chris, uh, like flat out uh, disagreeing that uh, Soros and uh, DAs have any connection, but any a simple amount of research will show he's focused his foundation on electing large city or county DAs, including Philadelphia, uh, San Francisco, L.A., New York, Chicago, and they're simply not making prosecutions. It's it's a matter of fact. It's a public record issue. Um, the the police are there for the law enforcement portion, and they're doing their job. Um, but you know, if if you're going to use it just as a game uh, prior to elections to keep the chaos go, going, it then it, it's been a major success for for those DAs. Right. Um, and my whole, my only point was, okay, so Philadelphia is terrible, and he's a bad DA. Let's let the voters get rid of him, or, or recall him, or whatever. My only point oh, was agreed. that if there is a law that could make the rest of us safer, we should consider it rather than bottle it up because the DA is being bad down in Philadelphia. Uh, right, and you know what, the the voters in Philly decided to continue with the chaos, and but you know they'll still decry the problem, but they don't want to fix it. All right. uh, which is a good good match for the politicians there. All right, and thank very, you so much. Very that's quickly. it. Thank yeah. you, Mike. They laughed no, at me when I thing. said George Soros had funded it. Bobby, you get thirty seconds. Go right ahead. Oh, he's gone. Oh, he's gone. I'm sorry. All right. Well, he thought he was. Well, right we on. had a busy day and we ran out of time. Well, thank you, everybody, for yeah, participating and listening. If we took your time arguing with you, Joe is sorry. If it was, a, <laughs> if it was an opportunity for you to get your point across, we were glad. We have four emails pending, so we'll read those tomorrow. John Shipman's coming in, and we're going to talk to the reporter who wrote the Spotlight Broadband article. This is WKOK Sunbury.